Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. It is now time for SG Extra, and we talk to our colleagues at the Straits Times about some of the biggest headlines they're paying attention to here in Singapore this week. Now, it is, of course, inevitable for disputes to arise between neighbors, especially in a densely populated uh, area. To add to that, more people have been confined to their homes because of uh, COVID-19 as well. So how will this really work out for many of us. There's a lot of tension going on between many neighbors. Now, the government is looking to strengthen existing community dispute avenues to better help victims of community or neighborly disputes or even conflicts to effectively put a stop to the nuisance. In fact, the second minister for law, Edwin Tong, said this has become an issue very much on the minds of the government. Let's find out more of what the government is trying to do with Tam Yen Si, a senior political correspondent at The Straits Times, joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Yen Si. Hi, Timothy. Okay, Yen Si, a review will be conducted now on how disputes between neighbors can be better managed. This is taking account all the feedback and all that. But let's start off by talking about the current process. How does this work? Well, under the current system, um, people involved in disputes with their neighbors, they are typically encouraged to go for mediation at the community mediation center. But the thing is, for mediation to work, both parties must agree to go through with it. Um, It's not like a court process where you can just go to court and sue someone and get a judgment. Mm -hmm. So since mediation at the centre is voluntary and you're not obliged to go through with it, about 70% of cases referred to the centre each year, they don't actually go on to mediation because people just say no. I see. Very interesting. Okay, so mediation would become mandatory then, or is this something that they're looking at? Yes, that's actually something that our work group is studying right now. Um, they, well, what they're looking at is how to improve the whole system for managing community disputes. But um, because mediation has been pretty successful, even though most cases don't end up in mediation, the cases that do actually get resolved, about 80% of cases are resolved successfully. Mm-hmm. So I think the thinking is that since mediation is so successful, maybe there's value in compelling people to come to the table to talk and um, to solve the problem in a more amicable way because, I mean, you're going to continue living you know, next door to your mm-hmm. neighbours. And um, when you get to the next stage, which is actually there's a tribunal that adjudicates neighborly conflicts, when you get to that stage, it's a more adversarial process and uh, you're basically seeking an order for, you know, your neighbor to pay damages or to apologize. So that's seen as a last resort. Very interesting. Okay, so who will be part of this interagency working group uh, to review uh, the community dispute management framework then? Um, There are four ministries in the work group and they are the Ministry of Culture, Community and Youth. Uh, which looks at social cohesion, Ministry of National Development, which oversees HDB, and HDB flats are where many of the disputes happen. Then there's also the Ministry of Law and Ministry of Home Affairs, which will presumably deal with the more legal and enforcement aspects of the matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. What else is the working group looking to study then? Are there any other measures that they will be looking at perhaps? Well, in terms of mediation, uh, Minister Edwin Tong did say during the budget debate that they are looking at whether people who fail to attend mediation should be subject to some consequences uh, when they try to file a claim at the tribunal. So usually, you know, you'll be referred to mediation and if you don't turn up and later on you go to the tribunal, perhaps, you know, something, uh, you can say some consequences Mm. and this is where they might 
allow adverse inference to be drawn. So, for instance, if you did not show up for mediation and you went to the tribunal, perhaps your no-show at mediation will be held against you. Oh, okay. I'm speaking to Tan Yen-si, senior political correspondent at The Straits Times, talking about how neighborly uh, disputes can be resolved amicably. So, Yen-si, aside from beefing up the dispute uh, resolution framework, the MCCY is also looking at ways to strengthen the spirit of neighborliness and graciousness. Is this something like, you know, you bake cookies for your neighbors or something like that? (laughs) Well, actually, they have something more concrete. Okay. Um, They've set up this... Uh, Well, a community panel to tackle neighborhood noise is being set up Mm -hmm. and um, because noise has been a source of many neighborly disputes and the complaints have just really soared over the past two years because as you mentioned just now, people are stuck at home because of COVID and they're actually working from home. So uh, when there's noise now, it's a little bit more inconvenient and their levels of tolerance have diminished. And then at the same time, when the COVID situation eased up a bit, renovation works that were postponed also restarted. So it's like a perfect storm. And this advisory panel, it's supposed to gather feedback from the public to come Mm. up with guidelines on what are considered acceptable noise levels. Um, Right now, it's quite subjective. You know, it's very hard to say at which point the music at your party or the music from piano practice years into noise disturbance. So the panel is supposed to come up with a set of community norms so Mm -hmm. that people can moderate their behavior and calibrate their expectations as well. Okay, one more thing before we let you go, uh, Yancy. The People's Association and HDB will also be leading a so-called Alliance for Action to study practical solutions to better facilitate group buying activities in HDB estates. Can you tell us more about what you know about this? Yes, so actually, um, this is another thing that really took off during the pandemic. People started organizing group buys at first to help hawkers and small businesses survive the circuit breaker. And then later on, you know, these sprees continued because you can get cheaper prices for buying in bulk. But in a group buy, there's usually one host in an estate who's in charge of receiving the goods before redistributing them to the other buyers. So you can imagine how cluttered it can get outside this host house when the boxes and boxes of goods are delivered. Um, Sometimes people order fruits, vegetables, furniture, toys, you know, it can really take up a lot of space. Correct. So this um, Alliance for Action, it's supposed to look at, uh, you know, better ways of having the goods delivered and stored. Uh, so that it doesn't cause too much disturbance to neighbors. I see. All right. Sounds like a lot of things being looked at there. Thank you very much, uh, Yancy, for sharing this with us. Tom Yancy is the senior political correspondent at The Straits Times. You're listening to Primetime here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.